in an absolutely shocking twist for the Packers offseason that has been full of them, Devontae Adams is headed to Las Vegas. I'm sorry, what? And what do the Packers do now? You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Really Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Touchdown! You are locked on Packers. Paul, the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski. I cover the Packers for the leap. A newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. You can follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how I'm speeding through the interview because holy crap, the Packers are trading, are trading. We're sure this is happening. We're sure. The Packers are trading Devontae Adams to the Las Vegas Raiders for their first and second round picks. We're we're like, we're absolutely we're sure this is happening. Everyone, can someone check? This is this is happening. This is happening. Thanks to everyone that makes Lockdown Packers their first listen of the day. This is this is legitimately crazy. This is crazy. That this all just went down like this, and we had no inkling that this was happening. It is insane to me that we could be at this point and go, we had no idea this was going to happen. Because guess what? We had no idea this was going to happen. We knew that the Packers and Devontae Adams were not in a good place. That was the reporting. But everyone, Everyone assumed that this was going to get resolved. Everyone assumed that outside of the organization. Everyone, (laughs) like the most plugged in insiders were all saying, this is fine. They're going to get this done. Deadline spur action, all of that stuff. What's fascinating to me, Ian Rappaport reported Aaron Rodgers knew about this. Aaron Rodgers knew when he signed his contract just how bad this had gotten. Knew that Devontae Adams would likely not be a Green Bay Packer moving forward, which means it's not that he signed off on this trade. It's that he knew it was happening And decided to stay here anyway. And I know that I have taken a lot of heat. We're going to take a brief Aaron Rodgers detour. I've taken a lot of heat for my criticisms of Aaron Rodgers. Right? And, you know, my my words got got taken a little out of context uh, yesterday or two days ago when I mentioned that he got paid so much because of the media attention. And what I meant to say, what I was trying to explain was that it's because the NFL is so popular in part because it is covered so heavily that these guys, not just Aaron Rodgers, everyone makes so much money, right? This is a a huge moment for Aaron Rodgers in his loyalty to the Packers to say, I'm going to finish what I started. I want to finish my career here. I think this is the best place for me with or without Devontae Adams. That is meaningful. That is meaningful. As Cyrus points out in in the chat, that is loyalty. 
That's what Aaron Rodgers showed by saying, I want to be here anyway. I want to be here whoever I throw the ball to. Let's revert to the Devontae Adams part of this. Where do you go now? That's the question. Where do you go now? And I'm sure Aaron Rodgers has some thoughts. I'm sure Aaron Rodgers has some takes. I'm sure Aaron Rodgers has sent some texts. Remember, last July, Aaron Rodgers stood in front of the media and said, let me be a recruiter. Let me be the guy that calls and says, come to Green Bay. It's not a vacation destination. They're coming to play with me. So, let's see who he can bring. Get Cruton, Aaron Rodgers. College football time. Put your Nick Saban hat on. You got to go find someone because right now, I mean, think about this. The Packers were in a position where a lot of fans were complaining about no number two receiver. Now, if you still believe that, they don't have a number two or a number one. The Packers <laughs> the Packers just traded the best receiver in the league. The Packers just traded the best receiver in the league. You better, you better have a plan. You better have a plan for what comes next. You better have a plan for what comes next. Now, there are options out there. Julio Jones has a history with Matt LaFleur. Looked pretty washed last year. Made a couple of like awesome catches. Wasn't separating. Didn't look like his explosive self. Will Fuller basically didn't play last year with injury. He has missed almost as many games in his NFL career as he has played. Packers really like Will Fuller. Matt LaFleur loves Will Fuller. Could that be an option? Juju Smith-Schuster. I was told last year the Packers had interest in Juju. How high that interest was, I don't know for sure. That would, that would make a lot of sense. He'll block. He can make plays after the catch. And if he's motivated, he could. I think he can be, we saw it in Pittsburgh, I think he can be a, not a one true one, like Devontae, but he can be a 1B, 1A, something like that. Also, Seahawks, they're open for business. They were never really in the Deshaun Watson business. I don't think they're going to be in the Matt Ryan business. They could be in the Baker Mayfield business, but we saw after the reports of the Wilson trade that Tyler Lockett could be available. Maybe DK Metcalf wants out. Maybe Aaron Rodgers sends a little, sends a little, a little, a little birdie. Hey, DK. Let's go. Come play with me. DK Metcalf, by the way, the perfect, the perfect Packer, given the other players on this roster. Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, and now get vertical with DK. Run after catch with DK. He is the perfect, the perfect. Give up, give up one of the firsts for DK Metcalf and, and stuff if you need to. You get younger and you give yourself a chance to have a special player. Maybe you, maybe you give up less for, for uh, Tyler Lockett 
I don't, I don't think that's as appealing to me, but Tyler Lockett, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to probably give up a first for Tyler Lockett, but a second, one of the seconds, now that you have two, I, this is, you guys, this is crazy. This is crazy. But you have to think the Packers have a plan. And, and this was presumably not the plan that the Packers presented to Aaron Rodgers of how you're going to bring everyone back. This was a plan. This was something. But this was not the plan. There's just no way this was the plan. The other part of this is, and I do think they're going to bring in a veteran, whether it's Juju, you know, it's not just like they could bring back MVS now, $20 million wiped off the books. They've got plenty of money to play with now. Now they can go be players in free agency. Not that I'm going to try and I'm not trying to spin this as some sort of win, but now they have money to go add to this team. You're, you're worse without Devontae. Can you find a way to get better in the aggregate? It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. You have to, you have to hit on these picks. Remember I said on this, this show a couple of weeks ago, this was the most consequential draft of the Brian Gutekinds era and one of the most consequential drafts of the modern Packers history. That becomes even more true now. Also remember this. A couple of weeks ago, on this show, I said, you don't want to agree with the moves Brian Gutekunst makes. And the reason you don't is because the moves that he made that were the most controversial, that were the most questioned, are the ones that have turned out to be the most fruitful. The Jordan Love pick turned into two years of F.U. Aaron Rodgers. The Zadarius Smith contract, who knows? Zadarius Smith could be back. Zadarius Smith could be back. I mean, seriously, he could be. I doubt it, but he could be. Billy Turner, I know he's gone now, but he was a hell of a player for the three years that he was here. Trading out of the 14th pick to not take Derwin James and then trade back up to get Jair Alexander. These are moves that were highly questioned when they were made. And are far less questioned now. And then, you know, just think. You get 22, you get 28. Now you have two second round picks. What if you can get another pick for Jordan Love? What if you can get another pick for Jordan Love? And all of a sudden, with a bunch of cheap players, you can go out. And the Packers, in the first and second, that's where they've done their most damage. Elton Jenkins, Darnell Savage, Rashawn Gary, Jair Alexander. I know Josh Jackson didn't work out great. Looks like Josh Myers is going to be a cornerstone of this offensive line. That's where Brian Gutekinds has been great at the top of the draft. These are premium picks. Is there a guarantee? Hell no. Hell no. But they're opportunities, right? They're opportunities. I think there's... There are plenty, there are so many questions about why you do this deal. And I think it all comes down to the fact that Devontae Adams didn't want to be there. 
Rob Domofsky reported that the money was the same, that the Packers were willing to offer whatever the Raiders were willing to offer. Now, I don't know that I believe that. Five years, 140 plus million. I don't, I really don't think the Packers were willing to go to 28 plus. I certainly don't think they were willing to go to five years. And I don't know, by the way, that five years is the way to do this. I don't. I, I don't know that I would have I would have done that that deal for for Devontae Adams. I probably would have wanted four years. That's really like two years or three years. That that could be scary at the end of that deal. And and that's all due respect to Devontae Adams, who is going to go down as one of the best receivers of his generation and maybe one of the best receivers of the last twenty five years. He had a chance if he stayed in Green Bay, and maybe he still does, to go down as one of the best ever, one of the best like 10 or 15 best receivers we've ever seen. Had the chance to go down as the best receiver in Packers history. Still might. Although I think I think Sterling Sharp certainly has a conversation there. And then, you know, Don Hudson is just in a world of his own. This has enormous implications for the Packers across the spectrum. But it also could potentially allow them some flexibility to add in some other places. We're going to talk about that in just a second. But before we do, today's episode brought to you by Bet Online. It's that time of year again as college basketball tournament is fully upon us. They have the latest odds, player props, Bet Online, your number one spot for all your sports betting info and needs. It's not just basketball, they could, you could go pro basketball. There's baseball around the corner. Plenty of stuff for you to find at Bet Online, including your favorite Las Vegas casino games. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Bet Online, where the game starts. So the Packers also reportedly are going to use some of this money to add Russell Douglas. So that means if we just look at the guys that the Packers had last year, right? Zedarius Smith is gone for now, but they didn't have him last year and they still won 13 games. David Bakhtiari presumably is back. Billy Turner is gone for now. But I think Elton Jenkins, when he comes back, is going to play right tackle and will just be flat out better than Billy Turner was. You bring back Russell Douglas. You have, you have everything that, that, you really meaningfully use last year to be a 13-win team. Marquez Valdez-Scantling being the big question. And of course, of course, of course, of course, Devontae Adams. But I'm I'm getting to a point here. <laughs> we thought, I thought, there was a chance that the Packers with Jordan Love, that that one of the prudent moves was to say, we're going to take the picks. We're going to move forward with this team and Devontae Adams and see what Jordan Love can do. We're going to take all these picks in, in infuse the roster with talent and just, and just see what else could be done with this team. Instead, instead, what is happening is the Packers are doing a similar reset, except they're doing it with the two-time defending league MVP. They are taking all of the picks 
You get the first and the second. Now, Rodgers, I think, would have gotten more than that. But still, a first and a second is a lot. It's a lot. You have two firsts and two seconds now in this draft. Maybe you can get something for Jordan Love. And now you get to reset with a team that just won 13 games. Here's the other important thing. I know that you're going to see this stat a lot. The Packers are 7-0 and without Devontae Adams. The reason that works is because Rodgers runs the offense, right? And when you get into third downs, Rodgers is just going to go find Devontae Adams. You lose that part of it. But what you potentially gain is a quarterback who is willing to say, Matt LaFleur, take the reins. It's not quite Jesus, take the wheel, but Matt LaFleur looks like he could be a carpenter. So like, there's it's kind of close, right? What the Packers are going to do here is they're going to revamp this receiver room. But they're also maintaining a defense last year that at the end of the season, when they were all healthy, dominated San Francisco. Jerry Alexander barely played in that game. Zedaria Smith barely played in that game. Now you're getting Jerry Alexander back. You're getting David Bakhtiari back. You're adding pieces to a team last year that won 13 games that was the number one seed in the NFC, and you're playing a worse schedule. So this team, I mean, just objectively, this team is worse right now, worse right now today than it was yesterday without Devontae Adams on it. What are you adding? What are you adding? Well, the good news is what you're bringing back is a very, very good team. This offensive line, when they're healthy, is going to be really, really good again. Maybe better than it was last year. Royce Newman takes a bit of a step. You've got Josh Myers in year two. John Runyon Jr. in year two as a full-time starter. David Bakhtiari says he's going to be ready for, for camp. We have to take him at his word on that one. We don't know when Elton Jenkins is going to be back, but presumably it's going to be for a playoff run, if not the playoffs. And so that, that group we know is going to be solid. The secondary with Russell Douglas, who it looks like and sounds like from the reports of where we are right now at, at 8.18 Central Time, that he's going to be back, Russell Douglas. So you've got Russell, Eric Stokes, and Jair Alexander. I said yesterday, I thought this is the best, the best secondary in the league. Guess what? It's the best secondary in the league. And now you have Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith, Kenny Clark. Maybe in the draft, you use one of these picks to add a pass rusher. And this defense can be really good. In a way, there is some Aaron Rodgers lack of hubris here. For him to say, I get it. If if Devontae Adams isn't here, we can make this work. He's probably furious that Jake Kumaro has already signed a contract. But <laughs> I'm, I'm like 90% kidding about that one. Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, you get Kylan Hill back. Mercedes Lewis is coming back. Maybe they can get big Bob Tunyon back. And you can, you can really go for it. I do think they're going to add a veteran. They're not going to be as good as Devontae Adams, but then you have the draft. You have the draft. You have the, the cap flexibility to bring back Marquez Valdez-Scanling if you want to. 
and they probably do want to. You have the the cap room to bring someone else in, an outside receiver. And there are some good players out there. None of them are Devontae Adams good. Let's not get it twisted. But there are players out there who can make this team better than it is right this minute. Not better than it was with Devontae Adams, but right, right this minute. And then there's receivers in this draft. Why not take two? Why not take two? And I made this joke on Twitter, and it's not really a joke. <laughs> it is It is almost too on the nose for the Packers to not take a receiver in the first round for 20 years, basically. And that the first time they do is after they traded the best receiver in football to get that pick. That is some that is some peak Packers stuff. But they could take, I mean, think about it. If you get, if you walk away from this draft with Chris Olave, which, you know, you could say okay, he's not going to make it to 28. Yeah, but he might make it to 22. You might be able to get Traylon Burks or Drake London or Garrett Wilson or Jamison Williams or guys that you didn't have a shot at in all likelihood at 28. You might have those guys at 22. Now you have a shot to add a receiver and a pass rusher or a receiver and a defensive lineman or a receiver and an offensive tackle that you don't. I think one of the reasons Green Bay has always said they they don't prioritize receivers at the top of the draft is because other other um, positions are just more scarce. And I think they're able to find them in later rounds. They've been so successful in the second and third round finding receivers. And part of that is because they know at the at the top of the draft, you have edge rushers, offensive tackles, guys that if you don't take early, you're not going to get quality players late. So that that is out of the equation when you have two first-round picks because now you have two opportunities. You have two bites at the apple. I think, I think, I think, I think, I think that they're going to take a receiver in the first round. Maybe they take two. We'll see. I still think Juju Smith-Schuster is a real possibility. I think Will Fuller and Julio Jones, those are the three names to keep an eye on in terms of veterans. I don't know who could be available in the trade market, but the Packers are suddenly flush with picks. This move was shocking. Shocking. Surprising. People in the chat want me to admit that I that I hate it, that it's a bad move. I, I don't know. I will say this. 28 plus million is a lot of money. That being said, the cap is fake. That being said, 28 plus million is a lot of money. And five years for a 29-year-old receiver is a lot on a contract. For a team that already has said Aaron Rodgers is the guy for the next three years. They can't, they can't in three years 
eat Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers' contracts. Can't do it. Can't do it. So they made the choice that Aaron Rodgers was more important. Now, I, I don't I don't think that's it because clearly Devontae Adams was part of the conversation here going, I don't want to be here anymore. So that's part of why I can't, I can't judge this move for the Packers because it wasn't just their move. It wasn't just their idea. It wasn't just, hey, we don't want to pay you. Be gone. Based on what we know right now, based on the reporting, this, this was Devontae Adams in the mix. And so, you know, I, I think that has to be factored in here when we look at the wisdom of this move. It, it has to involve that Devontae Adams clearly was not thrilled with what was going on. And he said, I want to be somewhere else. So the Packers accommodated that and they got the most that they could. Let it be said. Let it be said that I had your boy Q from Locked on Raiders on this show. On this show. And I pitched him their first and Trey Merrig for Devontae Adams. He balked. He said, no, I'm not giving up a first round pick for Devontae Adams. The Las Vegas Raiders. Not only did they give up a first-round pick, they gave up a first-round pick and then stuff a first-round pick and a second-round pick for Devontae Adams. Essentially, the package that I offered, considering Trey Merrick was a second-round pick last year, and the Packers get to decide who that second-round pick is, even if it's not Trey Merrick, who I think is a good player. All right, we're going to be back next week. This is the Friday show. Thank you, everyone, who jumped on for the live um, and this is, I, I'm, I'm still trying to wrap my head around all of this. This is wild. If there's more stuff that we need to jump on and do tomorrow for Friday, uh, we will do it on YouTube. Be sure to be subscribed to YouTube, uh, locked on Packers. Please go do that. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski, follow the podcast on Twitter, locked on Packers, like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that. 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.